thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 137 Thou blind fool love, what dost thou to mine eyes? No, does? Did I say does rather than dost? I don't yeah, know, I'm doing that did. again. What Cut, dust? future mark, cut. <laughs> Sonnet 137. Thou blind fool love, what dost thou to mine eyes, that they behold and see not what they see? They know what beauty is, see where it lies, yet what the best is take the worst to be. If eyes corrupt by overpartial looks be anchored in the bay where all men ride, why of eyes' falsehood hast thou forged hooks? Where to the judgment of my heart is tied? Why should my heart think that several that a several plot which my heart knows the wide world's commonplace? Or mine eyes seeing this say this is not to put fair truth upon a fouler face? In things right true my heart and eyes have erred, and to this false plague they now are transferred. That was 137-ish of Shakespeare's sonnets. I am Mark Chesley, and I am joined, as always, by a very happy... Jerry Healus. Not that happy. Oh, don't, don't... See, I'm trying to build you up as a positive character. I'm not a positive character. (laughs) But, oh, oh, that's sad. I'm I'm a very negative character. I think I think it's just because you're ugly. <laughs> you don't have to let it define your life. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> At least you're happy now. <sighs> I was never expecting such a comment to come from you. Oh, see, I like to keep people on their toes. I think that that's fine. Oh, you've gone bright red, at least on my screen. That's quite interesting. There we go. You're a bit red. Um, Sonic One Three Seven. What What do you think of Sonic One Three Seven? It It seems like another one of those hard versus what the eye sees kind of um, things. I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm not so sure that the heart is disagreeing with the eyes in this, though. Yeah, I guess they're kind of working together. Yeah, what eyes falsehood has thou forged hooks, whereto the judgment of my heart is tied? Uh, why should my heart think that several plot which my heart knows the worldwide's commonplace? I think I I don't know maybe maybe I'm reading this wrong. It seems to suggest that in this instance, both his heart and his eyes agree that what he's seeing isn't beautiful, but yet love with a capital L, which we have in the first sentence, is making him see that. So as yeah, we have the third party that manipulates. Yes, that was that Good was word. too complicated to uh, manipulates both of them to. Um not see the truth of that she's a very plain looking woman yeah and almost non-deserving of love it's very very interesting that he's whether it's because she's female or she is the dark lady or a particular aspect of her that she's just ugly I don't know he hasn't really explained but there does seem to be something along the lines of 
She doesn't deserve love. Which is interesting because love is exactly what is the most powerful agent here, it seems. Yes. Yes, yeah, it's able to override everything. It's like, you don't deserve love, and, and, and yet love is what's telling me that you do deserve it. Which is, yeah, very interesting. Very, it's quite, I quite like it as a sonnet. It's quite a nice constructed sonnet to make you question these things. And, and again, we go back to that debate of what is beauty and what is love? Which, I mean, the sonnets, it seems to be the, fair, the, the main thing they seem to be questioning. I'm not... Mm, I guess I can, I can see that, how, it, how it's questioning what love is. Well, it doesn't really... He doesn't really attack that question, though. It, it's more of a... He's sort of bewildered that, that he can love... That, 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 well, not, not that he can, but that he does love this woman. Yes. My camera just changed and zoomed in on my face a bit. That's yeah, I noticed. That was kind of strange. Sorry. People watching the podcast won't, won't care or no. Um, do you think that goes into... Do you think that's a societal comment that he isn't allowed to love this person? Or do you think that's a personal comment that he doesn't want to love this person it might be both it might be that society tells him that he can't and that just kind of i mean his his, his values are going to be based well maybe not based but but constructed around what the societal norm was and and if society tells you this woman isn't worthy of love and and you still love her that that's gonna screw with your mind yeah, because you have the two sides of the medal kind of thing. People tell you, or, or even not other people, just just a voice somewhere in their in your head goes, "This is not what's beautiful," because you have been taught that skinny white females are are, are beautiful, or, or small yes. white boys are beautiful. <laughs> Or, or pale, and, or and, pale, and and not. Uh, yeah, I meant white more as the the powdered, um, the powdered yes. white. So, not do, not. Do you think well, also Caucasians, but yeah, powdered white, and and cowardly, not African. Because he's not challenging the social norm. He's completely. I mean, if you wrote a sonnet like this now, you it wouldn't be. It would be seen as cowardly. You, you, but like, poetry, in a way, is meant to challenge conceptions. And, and you appear to be phoning me. And oh no, I lost oh, Mark. No. He's gone away. Hello, hello again. You disappeared. You went away. You kind of froze mid-sentence. I'm sorry. What was I saying? Coward. How are her? Coward. Coward. Oh, I was saying that does does that view make Shakespeare quite cowardly in the sense that he's using his he's not using his poetry to to challenge what is the social norm. He's completely accepting the social norm and and saying, well, 
some other force is making me think outside the social norm. He's not even embracing the fact that he finds this woman attractive. I don't know. It could be the... We'll have to wait and see, but this could be the first step towards that. I would hope so. It's just a kind of... I don't know. You can be attracted or, or people can surprise you. Like you think you you might have a type and then you, you get to know someone better and, and then you find them more attractive as you get to know them better. And, and that yeah. might kind of... Your brain might still go, I know that they are not even close to what I would usually consider beautiful and I don't really understand what's going on here. But I'm going to but, but, run with it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose I just... I suppose I'm slightly annoyed that there's no more... He's not challenging things more. He's just accepting this idea that she isn't beautiful. Even though he finds her beautiful, he's just very much going, well, she's obviously not beautiful because everyone else says she's not beautiful. I mean, I'm just expecting more. Assuming he he was challenging the social norm by writing a series of sonnets dedicated to a young boy who he was in love with. He was quite happy to challenge that social norm, but not that of a woman who happens to be dark-skinned. Yeah... I don't know. Hmm. It, I, I think that that's maybe that's quite telling of Shakespeare's time that it was more socially acceptable to have a homosexual relationship than it was to fancy someone who was black. I don't. I don't know how accept. Sorry, I don't know how acceptable it was at the time to uh, to fancy a young boy. I guess in poetry you can get away with a lot of shtick to just just. Just do whatever you like. Just yeah, and just go. Oh, it's 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 creative writing. I can, I I can do that. But then he has written black. Well, Otello is is usually considered to be uh, dark skinned of, of African yeah, yeah, descent. Well, yeah, he was a Turk. Yeah. Yeah, the the black ram is tapping your white you. Which is the line that Iago spins to Desdemona's hus- uh, father, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's right at the beginning. Yeah, so and that's really interesting. I mean, Othello is a very interesting play because of the prominent position of the black character. And, and if you go back to Shakespeare and time, it, it kind of points to the fact that racism back then isn't the same as racism that we see nowadays. Nowadays, racism is is very aggressive get out of my country what are you doing here ah this is weird yeah white is yeah. the master race yeah whereas i in shakespearean time it was in a way more subtle maybe even more insidious than that it was just kind of a you're not what we want but there wasn't a, the, the, this kind of work is suited to you it was it was a lot more i suppose accepted uh, which which makes it less aggressive because it was accepted on on both sides to, to some degree or another, and so they never you didn't really get that that violence from it because it was just accepted that you may have a a, a, a 
black boy tending your fields and and that was all he could do he could just tend your fields but that was accepted and you could pay him yeah obviously they couldn't yeah be a teacher Uh, or a surgeon or but if if one happened to become uh, as Othello, he became a, a commander of fleets. It, 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 it's it was a oh that's interesting. Whereas nowadays, racism is a, is it's a lot more. Yeah, as I said, it's sort of get out of my country. Why are you on my street? You're taking food away from my family by just existing, and it, it's become a lot more aggressive. It's hard. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know enough about racism both today and in olden times to 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 uh, racism well usually um poverty leads to right-wing extremism if yeah. um and and well in in i would say in today's britain the the the, the racism and um well, the racism isn't even being based on skin. The racism is just based on the fact that you are not English. Enough. It's not even British. It's just English. Yeah, you're not English and, enough, well, and, and that's and just... no one can define what English is other yeah. than white. Yeah, white middle class, just the wasp, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Yeah, but but especially well in England, the UK kind of Tory dogma it's, it's very much they use the racism to deflect from their own wrongdoings it's, yeah it's yeah it's a good well i mean there is obviously racism in the society in, in every society there's always been racism because well it's built into our brains that we, we still very much think in tribes and and outsiders are a danger to your own tribe kind of thing and and yeah but but on but like a political level, it's very much a oh look at those foreigners who come over here and 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 steal our jobs and our money and and this is why we are nearing bankruptcy and why we have a recession. Not 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 the fact that I have a six bedroom house that all taxpayers pay for the heating. No 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 no. It's the one person yeah. there who who gets twenty pounds for food a week. That it's all their fault. Yeah, yeah. Not, not my fault. Yeah, it, it's such a powerful thing and I, I guess that's why it's going to be interesting to see how that goes in the future because I don't that what you're saying about tribes and it, it's, it is just your connections with people and in the past that's always been limited by your physical location now we have the internet that isn't limited by physical location anymore so my, my tribe so to speak is spread across uh, England and, and, and United Kingdom I know people all over who are my close friends and I would count as my tribe and it's not a geographical location anymore so yeah, it's going to be I interesting can... to see if that helps with racism at all or, or whether that just brings differences, I mean you're already online you see people who use Reddit hate people who use 4chan and people who use 4chan hate Reddit and they everyone hates BuzzFeed because BuzzFeed just steals content And and but yeah, there, but then there, these... there is an objective meaning to hate BuzzFeed or, or yeah. up, what is it called Upvote or whatever the that bullshit uh, yeah. website is. And then Google Plus against Facebook and Facebook against Twitter. And so those are becoming our countries and our races in in the widest possible sense of that word. They're becoming well, what we identify with. You're, you're always going to look for a community. I mean, my my friends are spread across the globe. And, and well, I, I, I'm not a racist. I'm a foreigner in a... Well, I'm an immigrant, basically. <gasps> I... <laughs> 
I I have no reason to be racist, and if I was racist, I was kind of be in the wrong place to be a racist. <laughs> Get out but, of my ca- oh. <laughs> well, yeah, but you you still have like they did a, a uh, an analysis of of um, how many friends people have on Facebook, and it still averages out at the 150 mark, which which is about. As, as many people as you could have in a tribe and, and as many people as your brain can keep track of. Yes, yeah. So that is... You still have your community, though. It might be spread further apart geographically, but you're still socialising with people who, who, who think the same. Like, like, I, You're not going to go out of your way to make friends with, I don't know, a Tory if, if you're a socialist. No, that's you yeah, would that's still. True. I mean, it, it. You can be a racist, or you cannot be a racist. It wouldn't necessarily mean that that um, your community would have to be in the same town. Or, or yeah. On the same, only talk to the people on your street. Yeah, I, th- I think I, I think I agree with that. That makes you just, that makes sense. And and you know, the internet is just a means to spread your racism further and your misogyny and. But it's also a way to spread your your community further. Your like you say, your community circle becomes wider, and and stops the, the physical geographical barriers stop mattering, which I'm hoping then leads to a reduction of 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 racism because. Yeah. It but doesn't... but then someone who is racist probably if would if I was with, would would yeah. only hang out with the chavs on the corner of the road, they they wouldn't. Maybe they then would maybe join neo-Nazi forums online, but yeah, but they true. wouldn't befriend someone living in Indonesia or, or um, because wherever, everyone because, seeks out their own. Yeah, they and they wouldn't them. they wouldn't make those connections through happenstance just because I don't know they commented on the same Reddit article and and started talking in private through messages kind of thing because. There would still be that racist divide. Yeah. Oh bugger! You've blown my my theory out of the water. I'm th- Damn. I'm 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 sure that well, decades from now, just for the mere fact of of migration, it, it'll be harder and harder to tell who who is an immigrant and who isn't. Yes. Yeah. Es- especially since, I mean, I I have. Pakistani friends in Britain that were born here have lived here all their lives and they have a British passport, they're British but they still have dark skin they they look Pakistani because that's their heritage. Yeah yeah, yeah. and it's the separation of, of physical location from, from heritage. And... Yeah, that that's, well goes back to what you said, it, no one can actually define what English is besides white, which yeah. I mean I wasn't mm. born in the UK that, that by, yeah, you're by a you're a bloody we, foreigner. You were still born in the Commonwealth. That I was still born in the Commonwealth. That's true. But but by strict definitions of you have to be born in the UK to be British. I'm not, but I am a British citizen. I have a British passport. I don't I don't have a passport for another country. Although I could claim one if I wanted. I just never have. Mm. I don't really. I don't have a passport. <gasps> yeah, you have got an I ID card. Had, yeah, I have an ID card. Oh, we hate ID cards for some unknowable reason. I don't know. I I hate ID cards with with uh, RFID chips, but then passports come with RFID chips yeah. in now, so it's. Yeah. 
and the whole idea well i think most people most sensible people didn't like the id card thing is because it was brought in as a way to stop terrorism and it's like i you you've you've missed a few logical steps yeah, there to, yeah. we need to stop terrorism id cards the, there's there's about three or four steps yeah. in the middle that haven't been fleshed out <laughs> that that was the that was labor there. Yeah, there was just going. We need to do something. We we we're gonna be stood on a podium in two minutes. We need to think of something. <laughs> oh dear, I uh, might have been watching the thick of it recently. Oh, I love the thick of it. <laughs> the first season, they're on their way. We've caught the world, the national press, to this location to give them this presentation. Well, we're not allowed to say that anymore. Well, we need something else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, the, the, apparently, it is all fairly accurate as well. Like that is the kind of shit that happens behind the scenes and you just kind of go yeah yeah Uh, i can um, see that my friend um or a a friend of a friend i I class her as a friend i don't know if she classes me as a friend she's running as a labor candidate up north um this this coming election year um and she's obviously in the throes of of campaigning to get votes and because she is campaigning under uh, a shortened name compared to what she's on the electoral roll as because on the electoral you have to use your your proper name uh, she got a call from her own call center uh, or not call center her own uh, group of people who yeah, suggested she should have pushed yeah. it to see if she could somehow have got a press conference and a photo opportunity with herself <laughs> <laughs> which would have been brilliant oh. Oh. I, I love politics anyway I think I, I'm quite happy with this sonnet this sonnet has has spawned a very nice discussion about race and racism and, and interwebs and futures and stuff. So that's good. It, I, it I has. Think we've done a good podcast. Well done, us. Productive. Excellent. Virtual fist bump. Bump. <laughs> do, do you think they say that in their head? At least in their heads. Big black dudes, when they fist bump each other, go, bump. With a really high-pitched voice. Well, or, it's or, or they yeah. try and go really deep. Bump. Bump. <laughs> bump. Yes. Anyway, you should read. You should read Sonnet one three seven. I'll read. Sonnet one three seven. Thou blind fool, love, what dost thou to mine eyes that thy brother? Oh. I don't like the th. Why is that a thing? <laughs> what like the one at the beginning of your name? Yeah, but that's pronounced as a t. It's 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 not pronounced as a the. No, Thierry. Thierry. Yeah. It makes your name closer to the word fairy, though, which a childish part of my brain thinks is funny. Okay. The Thierry fairy. Yeah. Or fair. What is it? You say fairy or fairy? Fairy, I would say. Fairy Thierry. Fairy Thierry. <gasps> if you were gay, that would so be your name. There, there we go. <laughs> I don't know why you associate gayness with, with black American finger clicking but you know. i don't know it's just every time someone goes gay i just do it it's just... <laughs> okay second attempt sonnet 137 thou blind fool love what dost thou to mine eyes that they behold and see not what they see they know what beauty is see where it lies yet what the best is take the worst to be if eyes corrupt by over partial looks be anchored in the bay where all men ride why of eyes falsehood hast thou forged hooks whereto the judgment of my heart is tied? Why should my heart think that a several plot which my heart knows the white world's commonplace? Or mine eyes, seeing this, say this is not to put fair truth upon so foul a face. In things right true my heart and eyes have erred, 
and to this fails to, to ah nearly last line and to this false plague are they now transferred <clears throat> i have a very dry throat for some reason that that yeah i was going to say i you it, it wasn't your fault it was your throat that was that was sonnet 137 of shakespeare sonnets i have been mark chatley and you can follow me on twitter at in ent and, and and i have been a very dry thierry Halis, and you can follow me on twitter at sound of seagulls so we've had wet and dry so far yeah you. yeah this this next one gonna be loud uh, moist 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 thierry uh <laughs> we were also on the tumblers uh find us on the tumblers in entertainment.tumblr.com and we shall see you next time for Sonnet 138. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Shakespeare Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. This has been an In-Ear Entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about In-Ear Entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.